0: Hello my lovely ones and welcome to Mumming with Magli, the podcast for any mum who has absolutely no idea what the fuck she's doing. I'm Magli, your host, and I can confirm I have no idea what I'm doing. Join me every week as I try and tackle this parenting business, the ups and downs, and the many trials and tribulations. Other moms will also join us and share their story. Let's open up the conversation around the hardships of motherhood and all the pressure that comes with it. Hopefully, it'll make us all feel less alone in feeling lost and completely winging it. I know I am. Enjoy, and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Hi, guys. Welcome back onto the podcast. Magli here, and I have the wonderful Ali with me. Ali, hi. Hello, hi everyone. So, what is your setup at home? Introduce yourself to everyone, the listeners, how many
1: kids you have, etc, etc. Okay, perfect. So, my name's Ali, Um, I get called Alison as well, that's my Sunday name. Um, So, I've got one daughter called Amelie, and she's just turned six, um, and we live with my husband, Nathan, we've been together, well, we're like childhood sweethearts, so we've been together a long time now, Um, and we've been married just coming up three years, Um, but yeah, just one daughter. Daughter Emily. Was she planned? Um to an extent. <laughs> I mean, when you're not being careful, you know what's gonna happen. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went into the midwife and she was like so is this baby planned and I was like no total surprise and she was like so what were you using and I was like nothing she was like what's kind of planned then right <laughs> um, so I think we were just being silly um, and actually right before I found out I was pregnant I was going to go back on contraception and go back on the pill we were going to save a house we had all these plans and as we know life does not just turn out how you plan all the time but obviously she's a total blessing I'm delighted that we've got her how did
0: that feel Like mentally being like, oh, I've got these plans, might buy a house, et cetera, et cetera, life. And then all of Mm -hmm. a sudden you're like, oh, just kidding. (laughs) I'm giving birth.
1: I know exactly um, I think it took me Like a while To come to terms Nathan's like The most chill guy ever So he literally Was just like Yeah cool awesome Like he just rolls with it um, I think it Just as well Because like With the female It's your body changing Like you're the mum You're the one Gonna have to go through birth Like I think it is a lot To get your head around um, And people probably think I'm insane for saying Yeah I wasn't being that careful But I think you just Don't really expect It to happen And I think all of us When we're in secure relationships you are probably not that careful So yeah She obviously was just meant to come at that time and I just had to roll with it (laughs) yeah it's so true so
0: George and I when I got pregnant I hadn't been on any contraception for years and as in like oral contraception and then we were using condoms or you know not pulling out basically (laughs) 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 which I mean hardly hardly the most effective form of contraception (laughs) But then we were like, we just, we stopped blocking it, basically. But I just hadn't expected it to happen quite so quickly. You know, we were like, oh, we'll stop, you know, blocking it, like, we'll stop pulling out. (laughs) And just see what happens and then literally in like a month or two I was pregnant because it's so true. You do think some people sometimes it can take years. And so you take for granted I don't know, there's two sides. You take for granted that it can happen really quickly, but then also you take for granted that you know, sometimes it
1: does take a really long time. Yeah, absolutely. And I think well, I hadn't been on contraception for about a year, but that was more like mental health wise. I do feel like when you're on a lot of things that mess with your hormones, um, you just need a break sometimes. So it just kind of was- as a result of that but essentially I wasn't on any like form of pill and um, obviously there's other methods like you just mentioned there so I maybe had done them but like <laughs> you know on an actual like contraceptive pill I'd not been on one in like a year so really if you were thinking that way if you were saying we were trying as such it would have taken a while maybe and um, just for my body to calm down or I dunno, it's just different with everyone. I've got friends that it's taken years and other friends that have got pregnant within like a week, so
0: So you stop contraception for your mental yeah. health and instead you have yeah. a child.
1: How's that for your change. mental health? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think I was just like God. I've been putting this stuff into my body since I was like sixteen. Like I just want a break, and probably just life happens. You get anxious, and I just thought I'm just gonna do a few things to see if it improves things for me, like see if it improves anxiety. And yeah, did it did. It? I mean, I've, I'm I'm not on contraception now. Um, I have been on the implant in the past, so I've had like a few different forms of contraception. But I personally prefer to not be on anything. And I think it makes a difference to me. Um, I'm
0: exactly the same. I was on the implant as well for a little while and I actually had mm-hmm. it removed because I was fucking mental yeah you feel yeah. crazy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: and I got it in the day after birth and I thought what am I doing to myself Like, <laughs> oh my gosh how was your birth so Amelie was bleach Um so we ended up having a it was meant to be a planned section, and then she decided to come early. She's always marched to the beat of her own drums so we just roll with that. <laughs> but she was meant to be a planned section on the Thursday, and then she came on the Sunday. So slight emergency section, but I mean, I felt chilled. I don't know if the staff felt chilled or the nurses, surgeons, whoever. But I was chilled. I was fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, it went good. I'd been in early labour like the whole of the day before, but I, as a first time mum, you don't really know what's going on. So I just thought it was like Braxton Hicks. I'm just like walking at IKEA. We're getting. All- the last minute stuff because we think she's coming i have a massive chinese um iron brew i was like screw it she's coming out in a couple of days anyway i'm like she, my stomach's jumping put it that way because she's like let me out um so it was funny but yeah it was fine i mean section recovery is hard um and i think if we were to ever have more kids like would i just want to try it naturally probably yes just so i had the opportunity to but i think like we just kind of rolled with it for us it was safer to have the section so we just did that
0: how come you decided to opt for an elective
1: section? So we, when they gave me, to be fair, the hospital were really good. They gave me a lot of info on like different options they could do. Um, but they said that if they were to move her, because she wasn't engaged, obviously. So if they were to move her into position, she, um, there was like a forty percent success rate that it can also put the baby into distress. So. If she wasn't engaged, she could just move back again. Um so I just didn't really see the point in it. I just kinda of wait. Wanted to wait, it's meant to be really painful as well. And I just thought I'm just gonna see what she wants to do. And if it's gonna be the safer situation for us, um and a section's better, then we're just gonna go with that. So yeah, I wasn't too like even writing my birthing plan. I didn't really have a birthing plan when you go to the classes and things. I just was like, I'll just go with it and see what happens. And I think, yeah, for us a section was just the best scenario for her. Yeah. How have you found motherhood in general? Um, crazy. <laughs> I feel like now I'm six years in, and you think like you think the more they get older, you're gonna know what you're doing. But every stage is new. Mm. So like them starting school, like friendships, navigating like how they treat other people, like and teaching them to be a good human is so hard because you just always are thinking. Imagine this, right? But like, I mean, a newborn mum to like a six year old mum, like you're still just swinging it.
0: So but yeah, crazy. I am, I'm so bad at discipline. I la like, honestly, I'm such a pushover. George says to me George said to me only last night, I can't remember what it was. Oh, I wanted to eat chocolate, but like it's nine PM. I can't get her to bed. But I want to watch TV yeah. and eat chocolate. So I'm like, oh fuck it, you know what? She can just sit and watch TV with me and eat chocolate. And yeah. It's like so no, funny. you can't let her do that. And I'm like, I just I can't be asked. I'm sorry, but I can't be asked parent. <laughs> It's sometimes just an easy life. Like, you pick your battles. (laughs) What is one battle that you really struggle with as a parent?
1: Oh, what what would I struggle with? I mean, I feel like there's always plenty of... I suppose trying to teach Emily to be, like, independent, but also not, like, let her away with too much, if that makes sense, so trying to get the right balance. Like, she's quite, she can be quite sassy. Or at the moment, she's very, like, like argues her point, asks a lot of questions, but it's not out of her trying to be naughty or, like, trying to be rude to you. It's just her discovering things and learning. And I think trying to balance that, I feel like, making sure she's not being rude to someone, but allowing her to kind of speak her truth and, like, yeah. yeah like give her her own voice it's a hard balance to get because we all want to be independent women you know <laughs>
0: yeah 100 percent. but I wonder if it's harder to teach a girl that right because especially mm-hmm. in the world that we live in as women bringing up women we want to be like yeah you're empowered you're strong but also
1: don't be a little shit yeah totally it's a hard mix and I think boys just kind of potentially maybe get away from it Uh um they can or get away with it sorry but I think with girls yeah you want them to be independent and strong and be able to say no and to say they don't like something but it's almost like I don't know deep rooted into us that you need to be polite you need to be like feminine and like quiet and things so yeah just trying to get that balance with how the world's changed now and navigating that making sure she's going to be okay and stand up for herself yeah, you, tricky <laughs> very tricky you are self-employed if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm.
0: yeah how do you find that being self-employed and working i hate i also part of me hates that i'm asking you this question because mm-hmm. men don't really get asked this question how do you how do you balance work and navigate it all <laughs> right but i yeah. think i think we ask each other this these questions because it's like I'm not doing it how the fuck are you doing it do you know what I mean out of yeah totally
1: (laughs) winging it (laughs) yeah yeah
0: yeah so how have you found that I also think because I'm self-employed as well I think it's harder it adds another layer of stress because you're your own boss you're your own sort of like time manager Yeah, how's that been
1: for you? I mean, in the first instance, the reason I became self employed is because I worked in retail and that was going to be really challenging with a child. And obviously nursery fees are an absolute fortune. So Nathan works like a nine to five job, however, we're really lucky that he's been in his like place of employment for a long time. So they're fairly flexible with him in terms of like he can work from home some days. Um so he is actually a really hands on dad, which makes it a lot easier for me um, and has always been. So I think that's how it's then allowed me to get into the self employed. Space and to navigate it and build my business because I've got such a support system at home. Mm. Um, but I'd say yeah, just wing it. Like when I look at like summer holidays, things like that, trying to work around it. I'm obviously in beauty, so times like that are really like vital for your business because you'll go through like and troughs. There'll be times that you're a lot busier, but I then have to navigate the school holidays. So we would just do things like Nathan would take annual leave. We would sometimes get some help from family members, but we usually try and do a lot of it ourselves. Um, so just kind of like work I don't know work the day between each other so Nathan for example next week it's October break he'll work during the day I'll go out at like five at night so I'll change my shift and do a couple of clients in the evening I think you just have to adapt um, because not every week's going to be the same but yeah like you say really challenging because you are your own boss and when I don't work I don't get paid I don't yeah. get holiday pay so people probably think, oh, yeah, great, summer holiday's fine for you because you can just work whenever, but then my wage would take a massive hit if I acted like that. Um, And we, we do need, like, a two-income in the household like it's not like it used to be where the mum could just stay at home like historically you do need to have like two incomes coming in so yeah just kind of wing it and like I said that support system is really important like we're very equal in that sense like Nathan does a lot for Emily too so as much as males maybe wouldn't get asked that question I'm really lucky that in my personal situation I've got a lot of support and we can kind of both our roles are very important in terms of work as well so
0: tell me about building a business as a new mum fucking well. On
1: you you've just opened your own salon thank you yeah I'm really excited about it it's a cute little studio it's just I'm a little small fry in a big sea probably but I'm buzzing about it I'm proud of it um yeah it's good I think like well I worked in um, Michael Kors so like a high-end retail environment and one of the girls that I worked with when I was pregnant was like oh loads of my friends are getting into eyelash extensions like they're training up in that you can do private courses so you can specialize why don't you maybe do something like that and i had a couple of Good friends at the time who were in beauty, so I thought, Do you know what, I'm just gonna give it a wee go and see. So I did my training on maternity leave, and um, just as kind of to have that extra skill, and just thought, hmm, I wonder, like, could I go back to retail? Like, I was in management and it was quite high pressure, so we kind of worked out that the amount that we would need to pay for childcare, um, I was better off starting my business, which I know sounds insane, but I just had a little goal of like a figure I had to make every week, and I was like, right, if I can make that goal, that's the same as what I got on maternity leave, we can cope with that um and then it's just kind of grown from there so i went from like working in a little salon just um renting a bed from someone and you could literally hold hands with the client next to you in their bed <laughs> it was teeny then i did a little mobile i just did whatever i could to get my name out there and it over the years it's just kind of grown and don't get me wrong I've done side jobs as well like I've worked at Sky, Moton Brown like various places that I've kind of used my background and just to get extra money and just until I've built my business enough and luckily I'm very grateful to be at that stage now that I can just do it full time so yeah it's
0: good. That's so amazing well done you.
1: Thank you yeah it's good fun I like it I'm really chuffed.
0: Yeah and it's like so hard building like starting from scratch you know what I mean I'm not trying mm-hmm. to diminish the effort from mums who have like who are employed by a company don't get me wrong it's hard mm-hmm. going back to mm-hmm. work and stuff like that but when you're your own boss and you're you want to build mm-hmm. yeah good job yeah
1: it's an interesting challenge yeah totally and I think there comes like challenges for going back and being employed and it's a lot harder in terms of childcare potentially whereas I can be a little bit more flexible um yes it could impact the financial side but at least I'm really lucky that way that if I'm looking at the holidays and um, I can just lock myself out a day I don't have to ask for approval for a holiday so I think there's like pros and cons of every side Um, and luckily for me I'm passionate about it and I just really wanted to build it up so and I think when you're passionate about something you'll just do whatever you need to to get there but yeah it's a tough industry there's like it's competitive but I think like my retail background my business background from when I did uni like a lot of that helps just kind of valuing my client base and building on that so yeah I'm really chuffed and I'm really grateful like for all my clients that have helped me build it because yeah. they kept coming back so here I am <laughs> thank you to the clients I know Woo. <laughs> um,
0: you spoke about support, so you get a lot of support from Nathan. But obviously, I think we all know it takes a village. Do you feel like you have that around you? Yeah.
1: So we still stay where we grew up. So we've got a lot of family members here. So like Nathan's mum, my mum. Mom. We actually lived with my mum when I first had Emily. So we had left the flat that we were renting and we moved back in with my mum and dad to um, safer house. And then two weeks later, found out that I was pregnant. So it was we thought, damn. Why Why have we given up that flat? My gosh. So we stayed there until Emily was about four months and it's a hard one because I think like I almost feel like people will be like oh you had your mum and dad you were fine but my mum and dad are really good that way in the sense that like me and Nathan really just wanted to do things ourselves my mum and dad really did just leave us to it and if we needed the support they were there Um, so like after the section for example Nathan just pretty much took the lead with Emily she was bottle fed so it was easier for him to do that and um, whereas my mum and dad just kind of made sure I was okay and like maybe just like checked on me A wee bit more, which was great to have that support system, and I'm so grateful for that. But it's probably something in me that's always a bit like proud, being like, No, I did do things myself because I just think everyone's gonna think I had a night, nanny, like, Uh, and my mum was getting up during the night, or do you know what I mean? Like, but also,
0: I think, like, you know, you have a baby, and it's hard enough. uh, I mean, I'll ask you this in a second, you know, it does put a toll on your relationship, but then to feel like your parents are like not mis- not judging i'm not trying to say that they're judging but like Dad, to see you become a mom you're just trying to yeah. figure it out you don't want them to be yeah, like oh you totally. should be doing it like this and it's like yeah I know yeah. I'm just I'm trying to figure it out like let me figure it out you yeah know?
1: I think we were so lucky that my mom and dad are really not like that at all like they're super supportive and like they knew that things had changed a lot since they had me and my sister so they were just very much like letting us take the lead and being like oh how would you want us to do that so we were really lucky in that sense but equally for their benefit like four months in we thought we've totally taken over their house like we need to have a longer plan here like we need to get back out of here and it was hard to have that time just the three of us to bond yeah. um because my dad was, actually had a surgery like when Emily was just born so he was off work so there was constantly people around or even them just getting their friends around whereas mm. i would maybe be like oh i've had a tough day with Emily. i just want my house quiet like there was a lot going on and i felt quite bad for them that we just totally take over you can imagine toys bottles sterilizer everywhere um so yeah they were- were definite they were troopers for sure
0: (laughs) do you feel like you had any moments of like how do I read it like a bit of a mental health roller coaster or do you feel like you got pregnant you know you had Emily, and becoming a mum just sort of I guess agreed with you for lack of a better phrasing
1: mm-hmm. I would say yeah like I've definitely struggled with my mental health in the past in terms of anxiety and things we lost quite a few people close to us when I was younger and like family members or really close family friends which kind of triggered a lot of anxiety for me and um, which was like panic attacks and things when I was in the sort of later end of school which I don't think like maybe my friends at the time would have understood so if I was off school they'd just be like why is she off again and it's something that a lot of people don't really understand at that age um but I equally had gotten together with Nathan when I was pretty young so I just turned 16 so I've constantly had that support system throughout growing up obviously we've been through a lot of things like uni like having a child different jobs like different living different places we've been through quite a lot together so I'm really lucky that I've had him as a kind of constant and he's very like I'm like up he's down like he's very he's chilled <laughs> and I'm a bit crazy so I think it just mellows me out a lot <laughs> yeah and I think it's funny when like when you're quite a bubbly person and you and you like are social like people don't realize that you might have your own issues going on so I think then like having a baby like absolutely my mental health would have been like going crazy especially because I didn't have the perfect situation of like the house with the picket fence like we weren't married like so much pressure. we didn't really know what we were doing I was wanting to start this business like there's a lot that life doesn't always go as you plan um, and you do just kind of need to roll with that but absolutely it will take a toll at times like no one has it perfect and I think this whole like Instagram versus reality type thing like all of us struggle at some point it's not easy it's so so hard you naked and Nathan, so childhood sweethearts how mm-hmm.
0: do you feel like you've obviously been just the two of you for a really long time and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you have a baby. How do you think that's changed the
1: dynamics of your relationship? Um, I think like it's interesting because we obviously know you never stop getting asked like are you having another one or are you having another one yeah. after that like you'll feel the same so I think like it's interesting because now that Emily's at school she's now in primary two I'm back to working a lot more like we have a lot more independence I would say because she's a bit older and she is the only one so it's easier to get her looked after by say my mum and dad Nathan's mum stepdad like there's there's options there whereas like, the more kids you have the more you're kind of tied in so I think like for us especially since we got married, it's. Kind it' be important to have like a date night or like to make sure we're communicating well like you just have to still focus on your relationship too and not just see that you're your mum and dad, and mm-hmm. um, which is hard when they're little because your whole world revolves around them but yeah I think just having that element of still being like right okay we're also a couple as well as the anomaly yeah
0: well also people when people ask me do you think you want another one in my head I'm like I've barely got time to have sex, even if I wanted another I'm one. <laughs> I'm
1: not I'm not <laughs> sure it could happen. I'm too tired. But <laughs> no, I the thing. And I think the longer you leave the age gap as well, it's challenging. So I think people expected probably when Emily went into primary one that I would instantly be popping out another. And it's this whole societal pressure of like when's the right time to do it? Is it gonna like be damaging on your child emotionally to be an only child? Like and I think with Nathan in particular, like we do have chats about whether we'll have any more. And I think it's very much just unknown because he's totally happy just with Emily. um and he did say like if i if i felt that passionately about it if i really wanted another one absolutely we would have another one it wouldn't be like a make or break situation nothing like that but like equally i wouldn't want to put him in that position of having another if he's Quite happy how things are, okay. so I think it's just yeah, communicating as a couple and being like, Right, what's the best for our family, and not focusing on what everyone else is up to um, and how many kids they've got and what they're doing.
0: Yeah, 100%. I originally thought when I was pregnant with Isla, I was like, Right, I'm gonna birth Isla and then I'm just gonna bang the kids out, get it over and done with. Yeah. I quite like <laughs> three, um, yeah. well. I like, I wanted three. Now I've got the one, <laughs> and I'm not, yeah, not so <laughs> sure. Um, so I thought, you know, okay, I'll have Isla, and then I'll just bang them all out, get it over and done with. They'll all be close in age. And now I've got Isla, and I'm like, man.
1: Not sure this is the thing, and I think that's okay to for it to be unknown. And I very much am quite a big believer. And it sounds corny, but I do think what's for you won't go by you, and if you're meant to have another, you will, and you'll figure it out. But equally, I think like accepting that it's okay if you just have one child, and that's also hard. And quite often, I do find that sometimes parents with with more kids. I can kind of diminish those that only have one and it's okay if you have one child and you still find that hard that's okay because everyone's totally different it's like there might be someone with five and they might be absolutely fine or they might really be struggling like it's just different for everyone I think there yeah there is that pressure of like right are you meant to have the classic 2.5 kids like the dog the house like two yeah. cars in the drive and life's not like that no oh I mean I can't afford that anyway <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Bingo>. <laughs> um, I really resonate with that because I mean it's no secret I've really struggled with my mental health since becoming a mom and people will say to me oh gosh is she a really difficult baby and I'm like, no. <laughs> it's me <laughs> i'm the problem i'm the problem it's me
1: <laughs> literally just about to sing it i thought do i want me singing on this one?
0: people just assume that you know because i've struggled it must be my child just like you know like you said because you've got one people assume that it's easier so tell me what are some of the anxieties or doubts or something that like that you feel about having one child
1: I don't know if it is more like it's for me I think the biggest reason is I'm close with my sister, I've got a really good relationship with her, Nathan's one of four he's quite a bit older than his siblings so his youngest sibling's 14, Nathan's coming up 32, oh, wow. um, well she'll just be coming up 15 around the yeah. same time so there's like 17 years between them so it's just like kind of different families like even if you just look at me and Nathan that's very different experiences um, whereas my sister's like almost five years older than me, I'm really close with her and I think it's really nice that I've always got. That support system, and so I want that for Emily. Whereas Nathan points out at times that, like, you see a lot of people that like aren't that close with their siblings either. So, like, it's almost like this dream reality that I've got that she'll have a sibling that she's so close with. But equally, the age gap now is getting bigger. She's six now. I need to get on it right now to for there to be oh that age gosh. gap. So it's only going to get bigger. Yeah. yeah, yeah. um So well, I'm thinking, get like, home, get
0: home. I'm ready. I'm ready. Jump on, boy. The door goes, You're
1: going to be like, oh. um yeah so I think like and a lot of people have pointed that out to me like we've not had one back to back so like are they going to get on that well or are they going to live totally separate lives because there's an age gap between them Um, it's hard and I think like Amelie's so caring and she's so good with kids and like all my friends have now got younger children as well and I think like she's so good with them so I think it would be so nice for her but equally we could get a dog so who knows <laughs> That is so funny. (laughs) Sounds like another baby.
0: (laughs) Um, Literally, yeah. Having a dog. And sometimes harder because I love Magnus, my dog. uh, But they are a bit more of a burden. You can't always take them everywhere. Whereas a child, don't get me wrong, they'll scream and probably, you know, throw a tantrum. But you just
1: drag them. Dungarees on the child. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Followed by the (laughs) scruff. So, yeah. Uh, What was I going to say? I also have that sort of romanticized idea of having a big family because it's just me and my sister. I say just, like, that's fine. But we weren't that close growing up. And there's three years between us. And we weren't very close. And so I think in my head, I wanted more than two, at least three, because I wanted my child, I in this case, obviously, to have someone that she could go to. Because also, like, school is hard. You know, mm-hmm. kids are assholes. Sometimes it's difficult yeah. to make friends. And I think I wanted my children to feel like they could always feel at home, in the home, which is, yeah, I totally. mean, personally, for one reason or another, myriad of different reasons, I don't know if I always felt. And so I feel like I want a lot of children to make it, like, if they don't get on with one sibling, it's okay. There's another one. Yeah, totally. But I agree with you. I have romanticized this idea because they could all hate each other.
1: Yeah like in an ideal situation yeah you're all going to be like this lovely family like the Brady Bunch but like it's not it's not always the way and it might be that your child then really focuses on like friendships Mm -hmm. and like those outside of the home that they build really close friendships with instead and that might just be how they proceed apparently there's like studies I mean I'm not by no means should I be like spouting all this stuff apparently it's not actually that damaging to be an only child like it doesn't mean that you're emotionally going to be like struggling like you can still be at absolutely fine and just to be an only child at home because again you might then have really close friendships that are based to like a sibling mm-hmm. and how many of us have like really close friends that now our kids call them auntie uncle like not that many build your family as well like yeah of those around you so no I totally agree mm-hmm. that's interesting because I also
0: have always I think um like, had a pre like misconception of just having one child. I never wanted one child because I was like, it's going to be lonely. It's not going to have anyone. But it's so true. Yeah, just like friends, you forget about friends. How do you find then managing, not managing because you're not like a puppeteer, but seeing amelie make friends i just feel like i would be like you know send isla off to school and just like cross my fingers like "Please please make friends
1: yeah it's so funny she's luckily got such a lovely group of friends and there's like her and three wee girls and they called themselves the BFs. Um and they all went to her nursery. She didn't actually know one of them at nursery because they went different days. But their parents are all lovely and I think I've been really lucky in that sense that like I had quite a good support system friend wise as well. So like I got on really well with the girls from my antenatal class and I'm still super close to some of them, still keep in touch with all of them. Um which is so nice because when you're in that first stage of like having your baby and you're so like consumed by that, I had a lot of like good friends from early on so amelie's always been really social in that sense she went to nursery quite young when i was building my business she went on a friday from like seven months old so like she is very social But in that sense She she thinks she's best friends with everyone So for me it's hard when someone doesn't want to be her friend And she's just so loving And she just thinks Like when we went abroad Like obviously there's a language barrier And she's just want to go up and make pals And they're just sort of like who's this chick But she, it's such a wee shame Because she's so cute And she just She thinks that everyone's like her best pal It's so funny oh. But yeah luckily she's got that close wee group of like girls And then like some little boys in her class and equally she's really friendly with some of my friends kids so I've been really lucky in that sense and I think she's quite like me personality wise like I don't find it hard to get on with people I can usually find something in common like I try not to be super judgy obviously we're all human at times but like I try and be try and be quite friendly to people and like find something like common ground and build on that and I think she is quite similar to me there So yeah, it's just, it is funny though, like watching them navigate it and especially seeing them how they act with friends and if there's a little huff and like, you remember how you were when you were younger. So you just think, God, what's going to (laughs) happen? Has she had a little huff with friends yet? She used to have a huff with this little girl she was super close to in nursery and she used to come out and she'd be like, Mummy, I put her in jail today. She was not being kind and it's just funny like how they talk. I'm like, You put her in jail, what? Or like I think like one of the teachers at nursery used to be like, Oh, I'm gonna put you in the bin if he was like like be like funny. I know obviously. Her nursery is great, can I just say? None no, of no. them. Anyone who knows me knows where she goes. <laughs> They don't put children in the bin. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> Take them by the scruff and put them in the bin. I loved it when I heard it. She was like, so-and-so, I won't name names, so-and-so said he was going to put me in the bin. Um, and I think they they thought it was hilarious. So now if I'm winding her up, I'm like, Emily, I'm going to put you in the bin if you carry that on. Um, oh, God, social services will be on me The <laughs> next. It's so funny. It's so cute. Funny little skin. No. So, yeah, she's funny. She does, she's very sensitive. Um, so, we we try really hard to work on that. So, she's got a little worry monster. I don't know if you've heard of one of them. Oh, no. Um, where they can like, write little worries, put it inside, and then I sneak in during the night and take it out of it. It's got like a zip mouth, basically. Um. So, we work quite hard on her to deal with her emotions because she is quite, she's very emotional. She is highly sensitive. So, I, I try and just toughen her up a little bit while keeping that sensitive side, which is, again, like when we, we were speaking about that earlier it's hard to get that balance of not like letting herself get taken advantage by people because she does get upset very easily
0: Bless it. so what she writes no can, can she write do they write at six
1: i've not um, sure. uh, some words <laughs> so she'll she'll maybe draw pictures to like illustrate what she's trying to say so it might be she's worried about swimming so she'll have a little picture of her swimming um some words she can write now but or she'll get us to help her with it but it's quite a good little tool you can get a little book for like when they're starting school and it's the oney monster goes to school so i'm very big on like different books and, and things like that to kind of help her with things particularly like about just being inclusive like about different races how people are very different to you Emily wears glasses for example so we've got a little book that's says even fairies wear glasses and just kind of illustrate to her that like how she is there's someone else like that um out there and just kind of making her very accepting to different people I'm quite big on all of this and maybe it's me overthinking but it's just me trying to teach her to be a good human No, um, I think it's so important
0: kind. yeah a hundred percent that's so good I'm gonna it's just funny the things that you don't think you're going to have to think about does that make sense i
1: know i know especially that's what i mean every stage is new you're like blinking heck what am i dealing with now Uh um but yeah I'll send you all my useful books <laughs> oh
0: my god please do oh please do and then I'll put them in, in the, the description story. for anyone listening if you're interested yeah um that would I be just amazing. get
1: recommendations from other moms too and like my sister's a teacher for example so like even in like Aldi in the middle East, I have this teacher um she's one of my clients and she would posted these great books about like um racism and things but it just makes it easier for children to understand because it is something that well I believe is learned at home so like trying to then make some make a child really inclusive and to never look at someone by the color of their skin and judge them for that. Um, I think it's important to start that young and just make sure that they're totally accepting of everyone. Yeah, oh, this chat's got so deep. Yeah,
0: <laughs> gosh, and a lot of topics. that's okay. Who's keeping up? Yeah. Um, if they're not keeping up, be gone. No, I'm kidding. Please, Please listen. listen. <laughs> Please subscribe, rate, and review. Um, When, so you're, you've got close friends from like your antenatal class and stuff. Mm -hmm. When you got pregnant, did you have any friends that were pregnant at similar times or already had kids or were you like the first
1: one? I've got quite a wide group of friends. So I've got close friends, but from different backgrounds. Um, So in terms of the antenatal classes, I I'd spoke to the girls there, but I actually only went to two of them. So it was more that the midwife had put us in a WhatsApp group. So we then were all communicating there. I think you do have that common bond, whereas, yeah, I had some really close friends at the time that maybe their kids had just turned one, I'm trying to think. But yeah, like kids, a lot of close friends that had been in that situation before, but equally close friends that hadn't. So I think like, it just kind of depended on what situation I was in. Like, I definitely did have people to reach out to and be like, what the hell am I doing? Uh-huh. So yeah, we were quite lucky in that sense. Like mutual friends also me and Nathan had had a child a couple of years before and they were absolutely brilliant just like very similar to what we wanted to be um, and just very real about it and like yeah that was very helpful to get advice from someone to be like you're totally fine don't worry about it and not putting pressure on you and telling you you have to do things a certain way we were just really lucky that the advice they gave us did actually apply to Emily because all kids are very different I think the kids were quite similar as babies so a lot of the stuff they'd done worked for us luckily so yeah it was good to kind of have that and to know what the to buy because oh my God. you don't know what you're doing like no. there's me walking about ikea not even realizing i'm in labor so <laughs> you have no idea what you're doing <laughs> it's difficult
0: i was one of the first out of like my sort of immediate friendship group i've got one really close friend to be fair she'd had a baby but she was also the only one and she lives like an hour away but i was one of the first and i kind of felt like this pressure to be like it's amazing. Pregnancy is amazing. Motherhood is amazing. And then one day I was just like, I can't, I can't keep this up. It's fucking bollocks.
1: I think it's funny because, like, with your friends that haven't had kids, I'm very much like I do try and just be like, do you know what? It is fine. Like, you will survive. Like, don't be scared of it from other people's experiences because everyone's so different. But equally, yeah, it's important to say, yeah, you're going to struggle at times, and that's fine. Like, it's just like anything else. Mm-hmm. It's like a full new job, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. But you We're don't get paid, paid for it. a little human. I know. I know exactly. So um, yeah, I think I'm quite a big believer in trying not to not to scare people, but equally to be honest and be like well you know like if you experience what I've experienced that's okay too if you've struggled that's okay
0: you seem to have a really level-headed positive like mindset
1: um I'm I wonder if everyone would say that would <laughs> be like I know her in real life
0: she's a psycho no. <laughs> yeah. um do you how do you make time for yourself in between your business you know having a child being a wife being a friend being a daughter what do you do for yourself what's like you'll go to
1: okay I just need some alley time that's something I really struggled with through motherhood because I think I always felt that guilt of like like so for me I really struggled in terms of that then affected things like my weight like I wasn't prioritizing myself and equally that then takes a hit on your mental health so now that Amelie's older I'm finding that like like I've said I've got a bit more independence back so I now go to the gym like I've just joined a new gym it's like functional fitness so you do like PT classes things like that I wouldn't have really had time for now I'm really trying to put that into my schedule and equally Nathan's really good that way that if I said oh I really want to do this for me he he facilitates it he makes sure that we can both do that equally he likes to go to the gym like I've always been good like catching up with friends we both have um, so in that instance like I try and make a priority for that but I'm quite a people pleaser so usually I'm thinking about everyone else and then I'm the last person so I'm really trying to change that mindset particularly like I'm now coming up 31 I was about to say just turned 30 but it's not anymore <laughs> Damn it. um, and I think like it's that such cliche thing to say but I think as you get older you start realizing how to kind of manage things more and and prioritize yourself and know that you're important too and just having that right mindset of like I'm going to be a better mum if I also prioritize myself for my mental health physical health like I think it's really important whereas previously I would have just been like oh just need to make sure she's okay like as long as she's all right then I'll be fine Um, whereas I'm important too so I need to obviously yeah prioritize that so it's something I'm still navigating but something recently I've I've got better with
0: yeah good for you you mentioned mum guilt just then what is the Mm -hmm. thing? that you get the most mum guilt about doing.
1: I think probably in terms of navigating my business I do a lot of work on my phone so when you might think I'm just sitting scrolling through TikTok or something but actually I'm replying to clients I'm thinking of content I'm thinking about buying stock and so I think I feel guilty sometimes that I'm sat there on my phone and that's what Emily's seeing. I just try and talk really frankly with Emily and just have a really honest relationship with her and like not speak above her age but just say like you know mummy works for herself it's a wee bit different when I'm sitting on my phone sometimes mummy's just doing for work and I think I do always feel guilty that I'm maybe not that present at times but it's because my job is pretty much 24-7 you'll feel the same like you're not just sitting at 9-5 to 5 and leaving it there and um, there's a lot in the background that people don't think about there's a lot to it and um, so yeah I'd say that's the one thing I probably feel quite guilty about at times Is just like prioritising like my time with her and not being like oh I need to quickly reply to this message it can be quite bad for that yeah me too it's hard though when would I be
0: correct in assuming that you are the primary Caregiver with Emily
1: in the past yes now I pretty much work full-time as well so it's easier now she's at school Um, but yeah in the past I would say that a lot of my shifts worked around her so I'd be with her during the day for yeah, example when yeah. she was young oh. and obviously we she grew up through Covid so um. yeah at that point 100% I was there a lot of the time Nathan was in the house um, in the flat working elsewhere but yeah that was pretty much me 24-7 which was hard going go at the time oh, <laughs> I
0: love that for you for, uh, on a like level of woman empowerment I love that you're not necessarily the current primary caregiver oh yes
1: yeah, totally. Because I think like, yeah, we're a team and I absolutely don't want to diminish like Nathan's role in the situation because I think people assume that I would come on here and be like, yeah, it's all me and I run my business and I don't have that support. But it's it's okay to say, yeah, actually, I've got a really good support system. I'm really lucky. He's a very present parent. And yeah I'm really lucky for that so we kind of yeah we're equal in that in that situation yeah. we're both full-time we both like work around Emily. family so yeah but I
0: I resonate with that um thought process on a different level I am 100% the primary caregiver and George goes to mm-hmm. work only because I've not gone back to work full-time yet because mentally mm-hmm. it's been challenging for me so I haven't had the capacity yeah. to go back to work however a lot of people say to me oh that must you know you're the primary care I give her like that must be really hard and don't get me wrong it's 100% very very hard but also Absolutely. I think George wishes he could be at home more like I, mm-hmm. I think we also need to remember I mean don't get me wrong I'm not trying to like big up men because you know we're here to big up women because we're phenomenal mm-hmm. but <laughs> that well, you know he does put food on the table like I I need yeah. to acknowledge that as well that without him yeah like the roof over my head and the food on my table wouldn't be the
1: same yeah totally but equally I think because like I was a little bit younger like it's probably more that traditional setup yeah. of the mum maybe staying at home because I feel like even companies like only now are starting to be like right we'll maybe give shared leave like whatever you would call it things like that like think Nathan for example now has that option so if we ever had any more kids he could potentially take time off as well and that's something we spoke about because I'm obviously self-employed I would maybe take less time and give him the opportunity to be at home um so I think like yeah it's challenging but I would say now I can say that because she's older Mm. whereas previously I would have been probably in the same boat as yourself like it they bring in the money, like that's what's keeping you afloat and you just kinda need to adapt to that because childcare is so expensive. And equally you maybe don't want people looking after your kids all the time. You want to be there. It doesn't matter what one of you is there, but you want it to be one of you. I I'm, at one point I was like, anyone. Just anyone right. take care <laughs> Childcare every day. Childcare every day. <laughs> oh my
0: goodness. Oh, that's so funny. Um uh, what was I gonna say? I can't remember now oh no the only the only other thing I wanted to say but also I find myself sometimes I'm just like George will get home from work and he's a bit stressed from work and I'm like okay well done you, you've been at work like I'm not going to bow down at your feet just because you've been at work <laughs> do you know what I mean like so I'm gra- I'm grateful but come on, like, give it up.
1: <laughs> it's hard for the dads because they've maybe been at work all day. And then you're like, oh, my God, take this child right now. <laughs> like, I need a break. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Well, uh, yeah, I have been there. I understand. <laughs> George comes home
0: from work and I don't even ask about his day. I'm like, my day's been awful. You have no idea what I've been through. <laughs> take the child and also take my stress.
1: You're so like shit. Should I tidy the place up? Like, if you're gonna think I've done nothing, and bless Nathan, he's so well. You've met Nathan; like, yeah. he's such a nice guy. and he's, He would always be like, listen. I know you're at home with her. You don't need to worry about everything else. You need to do. Um, but I think it's again that pressure you put on yourself of like, I need to be the perfect mother. Yeah. I need to be like cooking the dinner, and I'm a horrendous cook, so like, no one wants that. Like <laughs> but like, you think you have to have everything looking picture perfect when it might be that you've not showered that day, mm-hmm. um, and you're just sitting there and you've had a tough day with them and they been challenging and equally the other day you might have been out the door for 9am like it just it's it's a roller coaster it's never going to be easy all the time yeah it's so true so funny okay we always end
0: the podcast with two things i hope you've prepped and i I emailed them (laughs) to you (laughs) You don't give me this oh i haven't thought no no no. (laughs) i wonder yeah yeah (laughs) um okay let's start with top tip tuesday give us your top tip for any mom on any sort of age age range topic as a mum, what is your top tip?
1: would say so the top tip I thought about which I feel like we've been talking about throughout this of like worrying about whether you're being a good mum if you're worried about being a good mum someone had said this to me way back and it totally resonated with me the chances are you're a good mum like if you were a shit mum you're not going to be worried you're not going to be caring what they're up to if you're worried about it and you're thinking oh I hope I'm doing okay you need to give yourself a break because you are you absolutely are um and I always try and remember that like if I'm worried about things and I'm feeling mum guilt I just like do you know what because I care that makes me a good mum.
0: That's so true. I've never actually thought of that before. But when I mean, this is like a tiny example, but George will be like, Oh, I'm nervous about this at work, because I don't know, there's a meeting or something. And I'm like, No, it's a good, like, it's a good thing to be nervous, because it means that you care, you're passionate. And I've never thought mm-hmm. about the fact that actually, if I'm like, panicked and nervous that I'm not being the best parent ever because I mean that I care
1: and a good parent yes be. exactly a hundred percent I think it's just a simple thing just to say to yourself if you start feeling a bit like ah oh, what is going on like am I doing okay like the fact that you're like reflecting and you're thinking about that that absolutely means that you are a good parent because we're all just doing our best you know Ah. Oh. I'm
0: taking that. Thank yeah, you. yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Think it in oh, your head. Great. right yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to post it on my Instagram later and take credit for it, thank
1: you. Not <laughs> Write it on your mirror in the morning. Yeah. Like.
0: Um. Okay, your mum confession. So
1: I'm not a morning person. Like I'm just not. So if it's before, like, say 6am, I tell I'm, like, still nighttime, time so that she has to go back to bed. <laughs> I'm, and it's hard in the summer. I'm like wacket well, blinds, come on. Um so yeah, we'll always I'll be like, Oh, it's not morning yet because I'm a heck getting up <laughs> That is so funny. And then the other one that ties in with that is that like uh like Major advocate in the morning of screen time. So this morning she was, she actually slept in the bed with me last night because she wasn't, she's not been feeling very well. Um, so she was in with me and she, I just gave her my phone, like literally can barely open my eyes. I'm like, here you go, here's Netflix. And I um I will confess that I absolutely do that. And I think it's so funny when my friends are like, oh my God, I do that as well. Because it's early doors. And she, it's so funny, she'll be sitting there singing along to like Hotel Transylvania and I'll be like, <sighs> Next and you're half awake so you can hear what they're doing and they should be like mom come on I really just want to get out there and get my breakfast
0: But <laughs> well, also so thank you so much for that mom confession because that is 100% yeah. something that I do as well even if I'm up because I don't take my phone to the bedroom so my phone is downstairs in the living room mm-hmm. and when Isla gets up we go downstairs but like I need coffee I just like I just yeah, need a minute I need a
1: minute the first thing I do is put on Disney plus and I feel so awful about it <laughs> yeah and you know i think that if i put on a different app that's not youtube kids then that's me being superior i'm like it's fine i'm not even though she gets to watch youtube kids yeah. all the time i feel like if i'm giving her my phone at any point that's it on netflix i'm like oh it's not as bad it's netflix it's not youtube kids <laughs> you have these little things that you're like that's okay when it's probably not yeah really. yeah.
0: yeah when, when we're saying? watching when we're watching grey's anatomy i'm like oh it's okay it's adult tv <laughs> it's educational she's learning to be a doctor <laughs> Well, you know, like
1: visualizing manifesting that life. <laughs> I think it's funny because, like, when they're older, they do start watching stuff that you want to watch. So, like, that's amazing because I'm loving that stage. She's just been right into like, um, on Disney Plus, like, uh, what's it called, Descendants? Did you watch that? No. Quite like high school musical esque, it's all like the evil villains, kids, and it's so good. And okay. I was like, I had to confess to Nathan that I'd watched it previously before even like <laughs> family wanted to watch it. I was like, <laughs> loving it. I love all that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, now she'll watch stuff like that, and I'm like, high school musical. oh, like, I love that. So it's good because it's not like mind numbing, like Coco Melon, like hard. They love it, but you're sitting there, like, oh, for God's
0: sake. God. What I will admit is. Did you ever watch Bluey? Oh, we love Bluey. I love
1: Bluey. Do you hate it? <laughs> oh, I love Bluey. Oh, Nathan always says it makes you feel like a crap parent because they're such good patents. <laughs> they're so good. Uh, it is an. it they're is are so pleasant, And you're like, right, okay. I feel like it's educational for the mum and dad as well, because you're like, okay, that's good. Or even like little things that they do in Bluey. I'm like, that's a good example of like how I should handle that. I think
0: it's great. i um, Yeah, same. It's so good. <laughs> Sometimes they do stuff and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to implement this into my parenting. Yeah, 100%.
1: Yeah, I love
0: that. <laughs>
1: um, Ali, thank you so, so much for on. So it was so nice catching up with you.
0: Yeah, and you. I'm sending you lots of love and we will speak soon.
1: Perfect. Thanks so much for having me on. I've really enjoyed it. Oh, See you I'm soon. glad.
0: Bye. Love, love, love. Bye.